We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Lou, emergency edition. We we have news. We were waiting on. We were waiting on, and we got the Steph Curry update today. Um, I'm just gonna read it real quick, and then I'll let you go. Um, he's progressing well, but they are going to reevaluate him April 11th. The regular season ends April 10th, so they effectively are saying he will not play in the last five games. He is starting to do on court work. I thought the general tone of it is they think he'll be able to play for the playoffs, but they're probably not going to risk him. But anyway, any way you slice it, no stuff for the final five games. I'm a, I'm a little surprised. Uh, I thought he'd be back for the last game or two. Uh, prefer that he'd be back for the last game or two, just so this team could play together, right? Uh, the, the, uh, especially the Steph, Trey, and, and Clay trio. And now you can throw Jordan Poole in there. So I'm a little surprised. It's a little disappointing, but... Uh, it looks like there's a week off between the end of the regular season and the start of the postseason because, as you said, uh, the play-in game. So I think that gives Steph plenty of time. I think he'll be back game one is how I'm reading this. I think he'll be back fully healthy game one. Yeah, if you listen to to kind of Steph and Steve Kerr's comments, I guess they probably could have rushed him to play in the last pre- regular season game. But it seems to me they made a determination. The risk of like him reaggravating or something weird happening by rushing it is probably greater than like any continuity they'd gain in him playing 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like they're like, what? 20 minutes against the Spurs isn't going to solve the continuity issue. Let's just, let's just, you know. Let's play this safe to make sure he doesn't have any issues going into the playoffs. I think that's I think that's the thing. I think they made the decision to say, you know, even if we bring him back and he has to play a real game, it's not going to help, right? They're going to play maybe 10 to 15 minutes together. He's probably not ready, right? He's probably at 70, 80%. Like, what's kind of the point? Let's just kind of sit him out. Because it's not about just playing that final game. It's about actually getting him game prepared. And that starts probably like next week, right? And that's a little bit too fast, I think. Uh, we've seen this injury. Uh, we've seen Celebrini staff. They're going to hold him out 
as long as they can, right? Like we've seen nothing wrong with Clay since he's come back, and that's awesome. And same with Draymond, right? Like we've seen really nothing wrong with those guys, and that's what you want to see. So I think like this is was a little worried about Draymond for a minute, but then uh, that turns out just Suns game affirmed to me it was more uh, it was more about his effort level than a physical limitation. Yeah, it turns out Draymond, you just you just don't care unless unless it's a big game. So I, I think. I think they're making the right move for Steph here. You're right, though. That that point is the biggest one. Like, what is it – if he does come back for that one game, is it worth it? Like, him coming back at 80%, is it worth it? What, they're going to slow him down again for a week? So, so yeah, you're right. I'm with you. So, I think if that's the case, just sit him out until then, and they'll, like, fully get him practicing two, three times before the playoffs actually start. It's not ideal, but, I mean, we knew it was not ideal when he got hurt. The first time. Right? Yeah, yeah, and you got to figure because they end the season on a back-to-back, none of the main guys are playing the second one anyway, you know? So they can probably start running live practices Monday the 11th. And, you know, maybe Steph and Draymond and Clay and Poole and Wiggins and just, you know, uh, Otto, Looney, the guys who are going to play in the playoff rotation, um, Iguodala. They can get a week of practice in. It's not the same as a game, but it's like – it's the best of a bad situation, I guess, is the best way. It is. It's like, you know, like the ideal was the, the Celtics thing never happened. And they use these last 10 to 15 games to develop the, the rhythm. But you know what? It is what it is. Now it's just going to be like Andre said it. Andre said they're going to have to use the first round to figure it out and get on the same page, which is. It's a little scary. That's <laughs> a little. That's a little. It's a little. Okay. I mean, even if Utah is your preferred matchup, they're not a they're not a bad team. Like that's a team you could definitely lose to because you haven't played together in, in in ever, right? And same, what if you fall to six? What if you play Dallas? Right? Dallas is cooking right now. Uh, they they're not losing basketball games. They look like they're going to be a a second round, maybe even dark horse Western Conference Finals team. Like, what if you have to play them in the first round? I would pick the Warriors to beat them if the Warriors have been healthy for the past month, but that's a tough matchup now, right? And so it, it's 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 not. Ideal, but again, that's like something we knew already. I, I think, though, I think this timeline tells me, Sam, that he is going to be as close to 100% as possible versus no what we saw in 20. Hopefully. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like versus what we saw in 2016, where it was shit, he's back. Great. But you can see he's not the same. Like, I don't think that's happening here. Or, or in 2018, when he was on a minutes restriction, when he came back and, um, probably part of the reason he had a slow start to the Rockets series because he was getting thrown into the playoffs against like high level teams. So um, yeah, I think it's, it is what it is. You want to talk standings? Cause I have all the info in front of there you. There you go. Yep. All right. So first off, technically the Warriors can still fall to the plan. If they lose out and Minnesota wins out highly unlikely scenario, uh, technically, the Warriors could fall to the seven. <laughs> I'm going to assume that doesn't happen um, because I, it's, it's something, you know, it's it's very – that would be like an all-time collapse situation. Um, right. They're more than likely playing between the four and the six seed here. And here's what we know. They are tied with the Nuggets, but the – sorry, they're tied with the Mavericks, but the Mavericks have the tiebreaker for the three seed. Let's assume – the Mavs hold on to the three seed. The Warriors are two games up on the Nuggets and the Jazz um, for the four seed or the four five. And um, right now the Jazz are the six seed, but that jockeying could change. If the Warriors beat the Jazz, 
they only need to win one more game to guarantee they're not the six seed. Um, if they don't beat the Jazz, they need some combination of three wins or losses to the other teams. So basically, they need to, in my opinion, they need to clear the 50 win mark, and they're at 48 right now, to make sure they don't fall to six and end up playing Dallas. You think they can do that? I think, yeah, I mean, geez, right? The schedule, the schedule, it kind of depends on, you got to, you got to tell me who they're actually playing on the back to back or who's actually playing on the back to backs. So you're assuming they're playing the front and the back to back every single time, right? They, they, uh, Steve Kerr indicated that he can always change it, but uh, okay. So jazz and Kings jazz. Yeah, so will say, get the, say jazz lost Kings win. That's one. Um, Lakers. That's a loss in the mid, in the middle of a week with three days off before they play them. Uh, I'll go L. <laughs> and then a back-to-back with the Pelicans and the Spurs. It's, yeah, so that's one. It's hard to tell what you – because know, those teams are playing for plan seeding. That might be that might be decided by next weekend. That might not. So you're saying two wins. Yeah. I so see, I'm saying two wins. I think they're going to – I think – I'm calling three wins. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying they win against the Jazz. I think the Jazz are the only team who's playing worse basketball than the Warriors right now among these teams. Uh and the Jazz have less of an excuse because they're not missing Mitchell or Gobert. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the Warriors know if they beat the Jazz, it's they just have to win one game the rest of the way. I, I mean, so if I think they, if I think you're gonna that, get yeah. I think you're gonna get the full Warriors effort against the Jazz. Um so I, I'm just gonna say, and it's in Chase Center. I'm gonna say, you get the um, you get the Wednesday night Phoenix Suns intensity. I was gonna say they bring that they win, right? That's very there's very simple. It's just I haven't they just been so bad for the past month that I just don't trust in these guys. But maybe maybe last game was a turning. Maybe they turned a corner, right? Maybe they're like, okay, this is the last five games. We're gonna win four of them, um, and then we're gonna get ramped up for the postseason. So. Uh, I'm with you. They bring that effort that they did against Phoenix. The thing against Phoenix is like they didn't even play very well. They they didn't. Just dumb turnovers left and right, right? Uh, they just, just locked it. They just yeah. frame on locked in defensively. Was the yeah. yeah, and Jordan Poole, right? Like that was it. Clay was atrocious, right? Like he was – his defense was not bad, but like he was terrible. So it's like, it's not like the Warriors played A-plus on Wednesday and they and they lost, right? It was – they played like a B game for them in the past month and – and they lost, but they lost to the best team in the in the NBA. So yeah, they bring that effort again. They win on when, uh, on Saturday night, but but again, like I don't trust this team without Steph right now. But but your point your point is taken, right? They win two, they stay in the sixth seed, or if they stay out of the sixth seed, they still get to face Utah. I guess it's like home court advantage. Does or that Denver. Matter? Or Denver, face, right? Yeah, it looks like it's Vegas seems to be favoring Denver to be in the four or five and Utah to fall to six. It's mm. too close. That's just what I'm seeing on the odds right now. Um, so, but do you think there's a matchup difference between Utah and Denver for this Warriors team? I, I, the I, versions I, of them we're going to see in two weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think it might be. I think Denver might even be easier for this team. I'm going to be honest with you. As great as Jokic is, like I don't. Like, that's probably what's – like, what can Denver do defensively? Now, you're going to tell me what can Utah do defensively. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I mean, neither of these teams can really do anything defensively against Steph. And Jokic is by far better than anything Utah can throw out there. But I think those two teams, you're you're not that worried, right, about either of these two teams. 
once we see Steph healthy, uh, Dallas, you know, that's that's a tougher one, but but I think those two teams is what you probably prefer, Utah and Denver. Like Denver just doesn't have anything for you outside of Jokic because Murray and MPJ are done for this. Like that's just that's simply it. They've kind of gotten by the season, Denver on smoke and mirrors. As great as Jokic has been, you watch the team, you're just like, that's a lot of Bones Highland. That's a lot of Austin Rivers. And they don't that's, lose to they don't lose to bad teams. But the dirty secret on yeah. the, the dirty secret on Denver is they have like very few wins against any of the top four teams in either conference. And, and it makes sense. There there's, they don't have talent. It's Jokic. And like you said, um, getting some, some serious Monty Morris, some Will Barton. Um, they're just, they're missing their second and third leading score. They're missing kind of second and third best players. Yeah. yeah exactly. The guys that they thought they were building the team around now, it's just Jokic and kind of guys they thought would be bench players. I guess uh, I'm forgetting Aaron Gordon, but like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like a Wiggins. That's like a Wiggins, you know, whatever. Good defender, but yeah, I, I highly doubt you're going to get the uh, Aaron Gordon 30 point playoff game. You know, yeah, like that's yeah. not, that's not the type of guy he is. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think I'm with you on that one. I, I, I call it a wash, honestly. I think, I just think there's a, there's a it, big difference between those two teams in Dallas for me. So ooh. if the Warriors can get Denver or Utah, that probably gives them enough of a buffer to get through the series while working out the kinks. They're going to probably drop a game they shouldn't drop because of continuity in round one. And someone like Denver, you probably have enough of uh, a buffer to still win the series doing yeah, that, you know? We'll, yeah, we'll go deep into this once the matchups are clear, but I, I think I think I think Utah's better than Denver, but I also think Utah if you if for some reason the Warriors are the five, you uh, Utah's the four, whatever, right? And the Warriors win a road game to start, I, I think that series is over. It just it feels like Utah's ready to mentally break. They're like they're they're that team. You beat them one time on their home quarter. Maybe maybe it's a fifteen point lead. You for come Utah. from behind once yep, again. Exactly. Yep. Arms in the air. Here we it's, go. It's again. done. Exactly. It just feel like that type of team. You, where Denver's not right. Denver, I mean, they're, Denver's they're, not they're, that type of team. They're publicly saying it when they lost to the Clippers on oh, Tuesday. Boy. Donovan yeah. Mitchell's like it's the same story. You can you can tell that they're a uh, they're a team that's just waiting for a little adversity to come part of the scene. Yes, yeah, they really need to they really yeah. need to like retool that roster in some way. You know. They did. <laughs> well, that's trade Rudy, trade Donnie. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I think it's just that's a team where, I, yeah, I'm, I feel like they're better than Denver. I feel like they could, they technically could be a tough matchup. We know that. But the moment that, you know, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson hits a couple big threes in a game two and the series goes back to Chase Center at 2 0, that, that thing's over. Rudy, Rudy glaring at Donovan Mitchell for Matador yeah. defense. Um, <laughs> you know, done. it's just like, yeah, exactly. Denver will fight, but they just don't have enough around Jokic. Like, yeah. they're not a – they've been impressive to watch how much they stay together when they easily could have mailed it in this year. Like, it's it's kind of – it's respectable yeah. uh, and admirable, but it's like also, like you said – it's a lot of Bones Highlands in crunch time. You know? <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to throw out there, too, is I don't know if Dallas is, is this juggernaut kind of, yes, they're a lot better than these other two teams. I don't know if that's true. Uh, we'll see, though. We'll see. They got Luka, but they're um, really if they hot. end up playing Memphis in a – yeah, we'll see. I, I, D- Dallas versus Memphis will be super interesting. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. But that, that just, I just find Dallas a little bit – they don't seem right to me. They don't they, seem like they're this real 
they feel a pl- they feel one player away from being a real contender to me. Yeah. But they're 16 and 4 in their last 20 and they really do defend and if you defend and have a superstar who you can put the ball in their hands that's always tricky. Like they're going Jason Kidd's going to do would do the Ty Lue thing. Just trap the hell out of Steph and then, you know, try to iso him or pick and roll him to death to wear him down. I just, you know, you know where I stand. I don't want to have to deal with that when we're wondering if Steph is even right physically. Well, best best case scenario, yeah, right. Best case scenario is is the Warriors get their first round matchup. They play Phoenix second round, which we think is a better matchup, and then Dallas beats Memphis <laughs> yeah. in the second round because you got two young teams that are going at it. Like I, I would say that might be a toss up, right? Who knows? You got two teams that we've never seen win anything. Like and and Luca's the best player in that matchup, you would think. So like that's technically the bet. So so you go through you go through Denver, Phoenix, and then the Dallas. So anyway, I'm mm-hmm. going I'm going way too far, but like that would be I mean that would be interesting. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, you want to get some callers? Let's get some callers. Goons, goons, right, goons, you, goons. If you want to, if you want to speak up, just uh, hit the request button. Start with start with Larry. Hey guys, how's I'm going, really Larry? Disappointed. Uh, it's going okay. I just hope that uh, I banged up my knee, and Steph's got an ankle, and uh, so we're <laughs> limping around. But uh, you know, pros- prognosis for me is never to get on a basketball floor again. Um, but, uh, I, right now I'm just really worried about where we're at. Um, I kind of think we've really got to get superior luck to be able to get out of round one. And then it really is going to be tricky because the way Clay is playing lately in terms of how he plays has Mm -hmm. me worried because I think he's trying to make up for two years and not throwing up any buckets. And a lot more dribbling from Clay than I've seen ever. Uh, that's throwing everything's throwing Wiggins off from where he was comfortable, and they've just got to move the ball more and go back to the Warriors' offense. And I'm just not seeing that. The ball stops a lot, 
And uh, the, the mall movement is why I love the Warriors and why I love to watch them. And we're just not seeing it. Let me ask you this, Larry. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you, but do you would you feel better if they if they got matched up with like a Denver? You know, Denver Jokic is going to finish top three in MVP. He's phenomenal, but they're missing their second. And I mean, they're they're yeah. kind of a a skeleton squad themselves. Yeah, I agree with that. The, the only concern I have there is the possible, you know, because there's historically been a little bit of a problem when you play Denver in an early round and then you have to come back uh, and play somebody else. I think we would have even had a better chance against the Spurs in 2014 if we hadn't had Denver right before that. Ooh, you interesting know, the, point. That was 2013, the, uh, by the way. It was a 20, yeah, thanks. But is the the altitude, you know, coming down from that? Uh, is is a factor. Larry, appreciate your call. Um, get better with the knee. <laughs> um, let's keep moving. That's how I feel. <laughs> Alex, what's up, man? How are y'all doing? We're good. So throwing a hypothetical out that I'm thinking about here, if Steph, in theory, if he's close enough by next weekend, do you even bother to travel your main guys on the two-gamer? and just keep them back to do scrimmaging to pick up even, you know, as the main team is playing down in San Antonio and New Orleans, you can get Steph reintegrated with at least a couple of the guys, even the extra day or two. What, what would we think about how like that is, that is an interesting point. I can actually see the Warriors doing something like that. If what you said happens, let's say they beat the jazz and they beat the, the Kings and Lakers, very plausible, um, given the way they're playing, I won't call it probable. Uh, if they were healthy, I'd say it was probable. But you know, yeah, it, it's not it's not impossible for them. They, they, they're really only only one of those teams they won't be favored against, and that's the Jazz. They should be able to beat the Kings and Lakers. Um, well, but let's AD's just, back. So is he? I mean, is LeBron back? I mean, yeah, they, so they might be back physically, but are they back mentally? I mean, yeah. I guess you're, it, it's a total toss up, but you know, they could all, they could all be done by next Wednesday again also. Okay. But let's just say, let's just say Alex's scenario plays out and by some combination of warrior wins and, a, and other team losses, they've clinched. Do you just keep everyone home? Just send Chris Chioza and Quindary Weatherspoon. I, say, the, Warriors will do that. the Warriors would do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I could absolutely. I could see if it means, I mean, Steve had a, had a comment today saying like, Hey, we're playing for the highest seating, which I think is complete bullshit. Their, their, their goal right now is they don't give a shoot who they play. Right. It's, it's how can we find a way to get Steph acclimated as best? Or really the question is how can we get Wiggins and Poole and clay most acclimated back to playing with Steph and Draymond? Like that's really the question. And that's most important. If Steph's not going to step for, step on the court and play against Pelicans and Spurs, and those games don't matter, yeah, sit them. And I think they'll do that. I, I, they will. They 100% will. Yeah, it's, it really just comes down to do we do we know where they're going to be playoff wise before those last two games, or you know, do they have to beat the Pelicans to ensure that they're not the six or something like that, right? And there's no way to know. We won't know until next week. And on top of that, you could always just send the squad to San Antonio, but have half the team go home from San Antonio and whoever you want go to New Orleans. But why bother going at all? Have anything. If everything's already taken care of and you know you're going to be home, you might as well stay home for both would be the thought. Cool. Yeah. Appreciate it, Alex. And that's kind of why I think um, that's why I think they're going to take the Utah game tomorrow with some urgency maybe not the urgency we saw against phoenix because there was clearly a little like 
Draymond wanted to show it against Chris Paul type of thing going on there, you know, but, but I, Oh, maybe actually Draymond, Draymond loves to show out against uh, Gilbert. You know that. So maybe, maybe, uh, but yeah, the, the sooner they take care of their work and lock themselves in, the sooner they can just quote unquote, shut it down. All right. Let me get to the next one. Atley. All right. So not Steph related, but so I, I live in Los Angeles, but I've been to all, but maybe four or five home games this season. Um, I fly out quite often and I say all that to say the last two games between a few nights ago with the Suns and the Spurs game, the fan atmosphere and it's, it's getting loud and chase. So with that said, do you think that our home court advantage will in the playoffs will have any type of advantage? I know it's not Oracle, but could we could we get some great fan vibes going for the playoffs? Well, it's a good it's a good call. Um you know what I think also helps, Andy? Mm. They haven't played in the playoffs for a couple of years. They didn't have fans for a year and a half because of the pandemic. Um, I think people are a little more hyped to cheer too. You know, it's not like uh, it's not like 2019 where we're like, ah, just wake us up in the finals. There's a little more. There's a little more. Um, yeah, a little more hunger to kind yeah. of you know, get wild. Yeah, I mean, I, I covered those games against, you know, your, your New Orleans Pelicans in 2018 round one. And you're like, well, technically this is the postseason, but is it? <laughs> is it really? Because the season didn't really start for the Warriors back then, even until the Western Conference Finals, right? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look, I'm a broken record, man. The the, the last couple seasons of Oracle weren't great. Like, they just weren't the standard Oracle teams, or Oracle crowds. But when they got to the postseason, they were they were fantastic. And, I, you know, I didn't travel with the team, so I can't speak for, for other arenas. But it sounds like I'm with you on Chase. Like, when did they, when did we ever see Chase with the – with the with the playoff crowd, uh, we did hear that the last game against Phoenix was special, right? We we heard that was a great crowd. Uh, it'd be nice to see. And and the final thing is, each game is going to matter in round one. The Warriors could lose in round one of Utah. Like that's that's very realistic. And I think that adds a level of of stress anxiety. And that's that's good. That's good for fans. Like we got used to the Warriors just beating everyone up, right? It's it's going to be cool to see the Warriors kind of stressed out in the first round. I think that's good for Chase. So. Two, three years since 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 a Warriors playoff game and in the first at Chase Center. I think it's gonna be good. Do you think the players care about having home court? Uh not really. Veteran team, not really. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say def- the old guard definitely doesn't care. I don't think exactly. staff or Draymond care. I think it might matter for like the pool and Wiggins of the world who haven't been there. The home crowd gives them a little juice to feel more confident, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Although with Paul, maybe not. <laughs> he might just be right <laughs> a rock, bro, no, no matter where. Yeah, he might He might just have it, you know? He might uh, just be one of those dudes. But, yeah, like, I could definitely see someone like uh, – um, I mean, like Wiggins, Wiggins definitely. He's got Wiggins having yeah. having the uh, the playoff home road shooting splits that are way more yeah. uh, favorable yeah. at home. Yeah, um, 100%. But, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I it's It's clear to me their priority is health, so – yeah. Hey, I got to head out, Sam. Appreciate you, brother. All right. I'll take a couple more callers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nat, what's up, man? What's up, Sam? How's everything going? It's good. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. So um, I want to ask you about uh, Kerr's comments on uh, Clay's hijacking of the offense. <laughs> And um, just how do you feel like Clay will um, – how he'll adapt once Steph gets back in the playoffs and how the hierarchy of the offense, you know, is starting to become more transparent every game. And uh, do you think Clay takes like a step back in the playoffs and allows Paul to, you know, basically shine what he's doing right now? Yeah, it's a good question. I actually think Clay – might be missing Steph more than anyone. Um, Clay's not a ball handler. And so the Warriors are at their best when they have more guys who can handle the ball and, and Clay can just play that pure catch and shoot killer role. Like the, the Milwaukee game is a prime example to me. They started Steph and Poole together and they kind of did all the ball handling. And then Clay was the one who just fed off of it. I mean, what do you have? 38 didn't feel like he missed. He got, um, you got more like traditional clay shots and rhythm. I think that's going to be a big thing. So when you have Draymond out there, Steph and Poole, Clay can really settle into being just Clay Thompson. Um, I think that's going to be a big thing because because Kerr's right. I mean, Clay's he's hunting his shot. You can you can definitely see he's trying right. to he's trying to get two years back with every shot he's doing. And I don't even blame him, but like it's time to rein it in a little bit because the games are getting a little more serious. So I think I think Steph coming back will do a lot to kind of get him more in the role that he's best at. Now, do you think we see a closing lineup of uh, Steph, Clay, Poole, Draymond, and maybe DP2 or Iggy? Ooh, maybe. I think I, – I really think it's going to be matchup dependent. They could also put Wiggins in there at the power forward, depending on who the other team is. I think the only team they have an issue with is uh, Memphis because – they have so much size, it's harder for them to go small. But, like, I don't know, against Denver, you really that worried about, like, Aaron Gordon if Iggy's no. guarding him, you know? You like that sort of Aaron Gordon. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think we might see some of that. I think we might see them go hyper small. I think, I think it's possible. And I think that's probably their best option. Maybe you throw Otto out there, too, every now and then if you want a little more rebounding. Right. But it's, you know – I think we're going to see different closing lineups every game because they don't have like that go-to five the way they did in the past. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Willie, what's up, dude? Yo, what's up, Sam? Yeah. Friday afternoon. <laughs> so I was wondering, you know, since we have what, like five games left, we're trying to, I think, you know, Kerr's trying to cut down the rotation, figure out what he's going to do, like, playoff-wise. But what do you think is going to be, like, the nine-man rotation? And I know it's going to be, like, matchup-based, like Kerr's been talking about. Like, we're not really going to have a, a set rotation for all of the playoff matches. But because I'm curious if Kaminga – I know he's been having, like, a tough stretch these past, you know, few games. But 
I'm wondering if he's really going to get some run outside of garbage time in any of these rounds, especially like maybe the first round. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a fair question. Like off the top of my head, these guys, I feel confident will play Steph, Clay, Poole, Wiggins, Draymond, GP2, Iguodala, Otto Porter, and Looney. That's nine right there. Mm. I think Kuminga and Kuminga would be the next guy after that. And he might use Kuminga in an energy role. If they have one of those games where they're flat and he wants to just throw someone out there to change the look of a game, you might see a little more Kuminga. I also think it really depends who they play because Kuminga is not good off ball defensively now. And to be fair, I can't think of a single 19 year old outside of maybe Evan Mobley who's ever been good at that. He's never been that good anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, I feel like that's the issue. Like the, um, the Wizards game, he kept losing shooters on the weak side. And, you know, the Wizards aren't even that good, but they run kind of a, you know, they, they run kind of a clever offense that get guy, gets guys open in the weak side corner all the time. And they got punished that way for it. So I'm wondering if Kuminga doesn't really see a lot of time. I mean, we know Steve's going to Steve's gonna lean on veterans. And I'm not sure that's the wrong move. Um if they get up in a series, I could see him also getting more minutes, uh, but it's really going to depend on the opponent. He, You know what? Honestly, he might get some run against Phoenix. He got run on Christmas Day against him, um, but I don't know. I, I feel like he's clearly the 10th man in this rotation right now. For sure. All right. Appreciate you, Willie. Have a good one. You too. Gio, what's up, man? Yeah, what's up? I disagree, I disagree on your clay take. Like, does he need okay. to, like, Cause like, does he need to take like height like like fadeaway twos when like pool is hot? Like I don't think it's like like a set thing. That's like that's like, like self awareness. Like you're, you're not you're not hot. Don't take that shot. Don't take the, like, the fadeaway two. Like pass the ball late, late in games. Like that's that's on him. That's not that's that's on him. Like he needs to like fix that. That's my opinion. That's, that's whole thing. Hey man, it's a fair point. I mean, he's a veteran. He's he's been in the NBA Finals. He's won three titles. Uh, he should be probably held to a higher standard than I'm giving him credit for right now. I think the team in general is kind of, they're trying to give him space to get himself there, but it's starting to reach that point where he needs to lock in a little more, like you're saying. And, you know, the Phoenix game, there was poor self-awareness there. Um, we'll see. We'll see going forward. All right, guys. Well, with that, I think I'm going to end it here. Appreciate you all. Subscribe. See you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. 
But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.